here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Roundtable. I'm pretty sure it's episode 16. Uh, I'm Arnold Furious. I'm really hungover. <laughs> um, with me is Ollie Court. I'm less hungover. Hello. He's less, <laughs> less hungover than me, which is not difficult. Um, Rob is doing something. He's not here. Uh, wh- where's Rob? Oh, I think he still has uh, exams, but I'm free now, so I get to lord that over him and everyone else, which is uh, <laughs> hence why I w- <laughs> hence why I went out last night, and you did as well. So <laughs> it, uh, we're getting our bodies ready for. Well, I'm getting my body ready for next weekend and the Super Strong Style 16, which uh, should be a bloody good time. It's <laughs> a good segue. Yeah, straight into <laughs> our uh, opening topic: the uh, <laughs> Super Strong Style 16. Uh, pro- uh, progress tournament. Oh, God, I'm going I'm to struggle through this. <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, the weekend of the 29th and 30th. Um, there are 16 men competing for uh, what is essentially a title shot down the line. Yep, it's same as G1 climax, etc. Winner gets a title shot. Makes sense. Yeah, are we are we thinking the winner is getting a title shot at the Brixton show? Um, they haven't made that clear yet. Last year when Will Ospreay won it, it was the very next show. Um, but that was when they were still operating on like a longer schedule. Now the shows are a lot more regular. Um, I believe that like, Chris Hero is on their next show at Chapter 30. Um, so it's a much quicker turnaround than last time. So they might well, they, hold it off got, on like, it. five shows before the, uh, yeah. the Brixton show. Brixton's 36. So if they are going to hold off till Brixton, that would... Uh... Would they keep having title matches, or would I? I don't really know how that would work. So, but we'll we'll talk about that because I mentioned Chris Hero being on the next show, and that could uh, play into what's going to happen here. So, we've got a list of participants. So, why don't we run each guy down, talk about him, what odds they have to win, and what we think about their inclusion? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, first off, first announced was Sammy Callahan. Um, Big import, uh, a newbie in progress, obviously, um, released from NXT um, at the beginning of this year, I believe, or maybe at the end of last year, um, but he com- quite he competed in 16-karat uh, gold um, and did pretty well there, 
um, had some good matches, and got to the semi-final. So, I don't think he's going to win, obviously. It but was tournament pedigree. He, yeah, he, he could go very far, and he's a, he's a good hand to work with for some of the younger, more inexperienced guys. To I, I can see him making it to the, like, the semi-final yeah, yeah. stage, for sure. Um, I don't see him making the final. Um, it would be a stretch to put him in the final, but I think semi-final, I could definitely see that and uh, be a big scalp for someone getting into a final. Um, do you rate Sammy as a wrestler, or is he is he up yeah, to his style? Yeah, I, I like him. He's uh, I I generally like anyone who's uh like stiff. Yeah. Um, which which he is. He kind of you know kicks the hell out of people, and uh, the I'm gonna have great difficulty remembering things today. But it was uh, one of the matches in the tournament in uh, sixteen carat. I remember he he stiffed the shit out of someone. I. Um, yeah, I can't remember who. Uh, was, but, Kim um, Ray, I believe, when Kim Ray was like had his face just busted up, and Sammy Callahan was like dropping on his head. Uh, that I, that was like a really good intense match because well, he, he Callahan Kim really Ray, but I'm pretty it. sure he, he kicked the crap out of someone else as well. Um, Thatcher, was it Thatcher? I believe so. He I, he I, he had my favorite Thatcher match ever. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. So um, yeah, guys that wrestle like that. I'd, will always win me over even though i know that i shouldn't be that into it because the more into the violence i am the more violent people get and the more likely somebody is to get like, mm. properly hurt but this is but super strong style it. so you gotta yeah. you gotta bring it <laughs> yeah well, he will so uh but you could you could see matchups against guys like uh dave mastiff or pete dunn being really good there that'd be a really good stylistic match for him yeah, he's he's certainly a good addition. I, when you look at the uh, the sixteen as a whole, I think he's um, up at the the top end yeah. of them. Certainly. Uh, moving on to Mikey Whiplash, uh, the second announced guy. He interfered in the chapter twenty eight main event of Tommy End and Marty Skull, attacking End, costing him a victory, uh, etc. And presumably, End and Whiplash are going to meet up in this tournament. Possi- uh, possibly in the first round. I, I uh, the would problem is we're, that, we're yeah. actually recording this the day before um, the announcements uh, are made uh, regarding the, mm. the, the tournament. So bracket. once this comes out, we'll know the brackets. Um, so we're just kind of guessing. It's uh, annoying that schedules didn't line up, but there we go. That's life. <laughs> um, but presumably End and Whiplash are going to uh, meet up, potentially in like the semi-main event of night one. Um Similar to Marty Skull and Axel Dieter Jr. in the 16 Carat with a, a match with a bit more edge to it. Um, yeah. With like a personal uh, feud. You kind of see Whiplash winning against End as a way to, to stop End from winning the tournament because you'd have to think he's, he's one of the firm favourites. It's possible. It happened last year with the Roderick Strong Tommy End match. They gave End like a really difficult opponent in round one um, and eliminated him early. But that was when they were cycling him into the tag division, and now they're cycling him out, and maybe want to establish him as a singles guy, and having him lose, like only his second singles match back from leaving Samarian Death Squad. Um, I don't know. It might not be the best foot forward. Mikey Whiplash isn't established in the Progress Canon by any means, but I think he's here to give the match a little bit of an edge and show that Tommy End can be really vicious. I, I see that's the way that's going. I think End is making a run here. That's fair enough. 
So we kind of talked about Tommy N there as well, so we can probably uh, move on to him just briefly. Do we think he's a potential tournament winner? I think that they've definitely built him up as that. Um, he's just had two big matches with the champion school, and if you're looking at the guys they've got in there that they've got a lot, a lot invested in, there's like him and Haskins mm. who have been around for uh, quite a long time, had these big matches in progress. And they're likely to have that investment in them going forward. Um, so I could totally see either of them winning it. Winning the whole thing. Yeah. Moving on to uh, Pete Dunn, uh, who's a little bit different. He's not as established a progress guy. He's only had the two matches back uh, this year. The tag team bout with his brother, uh, Damien Dunn, and the uh, Cruiserweight Classic match. Uh, which he lost against Jack Gallagher, but it uh, looks like Progress are going to be using him going forward, and uh, what better way to establish him than having him get a couple of wins here. I could I could see Dunn potentially getting to the semi-finals, partly because I love the guy. Uh, like I think he is now one of Britain's best. He's really had a great 2016. And... I think he's, he's looking to, to slot into one of those spaces where Osprey's not going to be on the cards so yeah. much, and they need... Promotions will need another guy to step up into that breach, and he's one of the ones that is looking for that spot. And I can see him getting into it uh, going forward. I, I would love to see him make a run here. May I said before he matches well with Callahan, maybe have him beat Callahan, and that would be a big scalp to. Yeah, I, I can see him beating somebody big as a first round because you kind of you could see him uh, as like a first round whipping boy for yeah. somebody, but if he goes over somebody like. Uh, like Callahan or like uh, Big Daddy Volta or Mastiff or someone, it just give him that little bit extra uh, star power yeah. in the promotion. It, so it could go either way for Dunn in this tournament. He could just go out immediately, or he could have a big run and maybe even get to the semi-finals or even the finals. It's at a big stretch. Um, so I, I have high hopes for him. I think he's going to have at least one really good match here. Um, can't wait. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'd say looking at the the lineup, you've only really got him and the guys from Origin and Cooper that are like the like definite heels. Like everyone else is either like a an import or a face. So um, he's going to be one of the guys that gets a heel run. Mm. I would have said. Well, you say that with the origin there. They, the origin are pushed. They might not want yeah. so many heels in there. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I I could very easily see him going out in the first round after a really good match. Uh, I could also see him making a run. So yeah, It's a chance for him to, to shine anyway. Definitely. I'm sure he'll take it. Uh, next up, Rampage Brown. He's in the Atlas tournament, so I don't really see him winning this. Um Last year, he uh, got to the quarterfinal and went out to Roderick Strong. I see something similar here. He wins his first match, maybe, because he's an established guy, but then loses to one of the bigger names. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, he, he's a good guy to have around Rampage. Mm -hmm. He's solid hand. Um, but like I say, he's, he's already in that, that Atlas tournament. He could probably go to the finals in that. Yeah, I don't really see him winning here. Yeah. Uh, five, Mark Haskins. Uh... Uh, a, bit, a big name potentially to win um, considering after chapter 25 I believe it was or chapter 26 when he had the title match with Marty Skrull um, like the way that finished and the way he was like knocked out and had his wife come to the ring to like console him they added some emotional investment to Haskins there you saw that um, 
in the pre-show of chapter 28 when he comes out and he's like fired up and is making his entry into this tournament a really big deal. I liked that, but it didn't feel like everyone just had automatic entry. Like getting entry was really meant something to him. Um, I like that they put over that it's not just something that people get thrown like just because they're on the roster. This is something you like only the elite can enter. They really put that across well with Haskins. Yeah, Haskins is definitely a, a top contender. The, the matches that he's had uh, in progress over the last year have been at a very high level. His title match with Osprey was great. Mm-hmm. His title match with Skull was great. Um, I can easily see him winning it. Um, there's, there's a possibility that eventually I'd, I'd love for a promotion to just put a belt on him and have him run with it and just see what he can do. Yeah. So at the moment he's he's kind of the bridesmaid because he he makes everyone else look so good that you know the promotions just want him there like as the guy who makes other guys um, he's overdue a, a shot at like genuine you know greatness and main event runs uh, definitely and could be his year this could be that. his chance I see him definitely getting to the semis if not the final. Or he gets eliminated by Chris Hero in like round one. Maybe he's the Tommy End this year and the big name who gets eliminated by an even bigger name early on. Um, it just depends what they want to do with him. But I again, he's another guy I could see going either way. He's got a big uh, crowd following. Yeah. Um, so I can see him at least in, in the final, if not winning the whole thing. Yeah. I feel like with the emotional investment they put on him earlier this year, I feel like this is his run and... I, I could see him in the finals, definitely. That's where I'm predicting him. Whether he wins or not, I don't know. Um, moving on to a, a left-field name, Matt Cross. Um, son, son of Havoc, Havoc in Lucha Underground. Um, M-Dog 20 from 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been around for a very yeah. long time. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't really know what to say about him. Like, um, I would, certainly wasn't expecting him, but it's a great name to have. Like, um, He's one of the better guys in Lucha Underground. Um, obviously he's competing under his real name this time. I don't know whether that like changes his character or his moveset somewhat. I would just I don't really. He's an unknown commodity, he, sort of. He's always been uh, kind of a flippity guy. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking up his uh, his career. He's he's like a 15 year pro. Um, so I remember seeing him in uh, uh, like like the Indies back in like 2002 and um. Yeah, he's he's been around for a very long time. He was kind of a uh, had a bit of a run in Ring of Honor, and he, he used to do a lot of crazy spots like uh, uh, running up lighting rigs and you know, <laughs> jumping off them. And um, yeah, he's he's certainly got a, a lot of experience. He's got a lot of uh, talent. Uh, he could make someone in this tournament just by having a mm-hmm. match with them. Um, who- I don't know who that would be, but. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with him. This is, is sort talented. of a theme when the names are being announced. Um, sort of no, no flippy guys, really. It's really only Cross and Andrews who are going to provide the high spots here because there's no Osprey. Um... Well, Cross is the kind of guy who could jump off something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go and explore the, uh, the Will Osprey. I, I think off. you put Cross and Andrews in there round one and have them just go crazy, I think. That is the best use of both guys. Because if if you sort of ground him for one round, it's not really 
it's not really getting the best out of him or his opponent if um, Cross is like wrestling someone else's match. Like I feel like if you if you put him in there with Andrews, they can do a Lucha Underground special, fly all over the place, like so spot like, fest. Yeah, like jump off some things. I would like to see that. Let's see if it happens. Of course, the listeners will know <laughs> whether it's happened or not um, by the time this goes up. Um, but that's my prediction. So if I'm right, I, I win a prize, probably. <laughs> Some kind of lucha prize. <laughs> um, the polar opposite of Matt Cross is Dave Mastiff, and he's next. Um, like you said, a heel origin member. Uh, he's being strongly pushed in the Atlas tournament so far. Uh, has he even had a match in the Atlas tournament? I just feel like he's going to be strongly pushed. <laughs> you just get, uh-huh. get that aura with him. They're, they're building Mastiff well, so I feel like he'll be protected here. Um, he's not going to win, but I feel like whoever he loses to, shenanigans will be involved, or like it'll be a roll-up. I, I can totally see him being the first-round opponent for Hero. Oh, yes. I, I could see that. That would be, that would be incredibly <laughs> good. And then you wouldn't expect uh, Mastiff to win that. So it wouldn't be such a, a problem for him yeah. going out to Hero. I don't think that would be an issue at all. That's, uh, of course, the, we're doing this before the draw's been played, <laughs> so that's, the draw's going to come out and they'll be like the Mastiff and Matt Cross. And, uh. <laughs> yeah, makes us look like idiots. Um, uh, moving on to what was Zack Sabre Jr.'s place, but he suffered an injury um, against Big Daddy Volta at WXW and he's had to cancel uh, all his bookings for the next couple of weeks all the way up to uh, Sabre Jr. Angle the Rev Pro York Hall show um, which I don't believe is in jeopardy I feel like they're, they're pretty yeah I think he's he's back for that yeah so, but he as a precaution he's been taken off the show the week before against Mike Bailey uh, he's not going to PWG uh, so it's it's affected Sabre Jr. definitely, but it does mean that we get Jack Gallagher in this tournament, and I feel like he was a big snub from the original 16 names. And I guess losing Sabre Jr. is obviously bad, but um, Gallagher is a potential winner, I think, even though he wasn't originally announced. He's, he's definitely a guy who they're pushing strongly. He won the Cruiserweight Classic match. Um, and like you say, with... Guy like guys like Osprey not being around so much, he's definitely one of the top candidates to fill in that top yeah, of the card. He's role. definitely another one that's uh, that has potential to move up into that upper echelon of, uh, of Brit rest. Um, it's unfortunate that that Sabers out uh, because whoever he had a match with, it would have been good. Mm. Um, I don't know how far into the tournament they were planning on on booking Zach, but you could quite easily drop Gallagher into that run. Yeah, um, even though he's not on on Sabers level in terms of. You know, where he's at uh, as a performer, he's still got the same uh, ability when it comes to like how deeply you'd push him into this tournament. I think that they could probably do the same thing, same booking. Yeah, I could, I could see him getting to the semi-finals at least because he is a a decently pushed guy in progress, and uh, like you say, he he can slot into Sabre Junior's space. Um, moving on to Mark Andrews, who we talked a little bit about. Let's. I'm. I'm gonna l- lay it out and say Andrews cross in round one. That's an amazing match, and Andrews wins, gets a little bit of a rub. Do you see Andrews potentially going a long way because he is more regular on the UK scene now that um, the TNA dates aren't so much of a commitment. Um, He's a good guy to have around because uh, you you can see him. In the big matches, he's had title matches uh, this year. He's looked good in them. Um, 
I'd, I'm not sure if I'd put him on the same level as the other guys that they're looking to push, uh, but he has been on pretty much every progress show this year. I believe as, so, yeah. As far as I remember, he's been on pretty much all of them. So, and uh, I, I'm glad he's he's, he's in the tournament, because originally I thought uh, they'd missed him out, and that would have been a really big snub, But because um, he wasn't in last year, he was in America then, so it's really good to see him back this time, and let's hope we can, can get a couple of good matches. A, a pretty big run. I can't see him winning it, um, but I can see him uh, kind of deep mm. into the tournament. Um, uh, uh, the set, Always entertaining. The uh, second Origin guy in the tournament is Zach Gibson, and unlike Mastiff, who has um, the Atlas tournament going on, Gibson is a bit more free, and I know I was critical of the way he was treated in... Um, the Thunderbuster match, but he eliminated four guys and he hung right to the very end. Um, so he's protected in the booking. I, he hasn't taken any pinfalls for a, a long, long time, apart from like the cheap uh, Thunderbuster one. So he could go pretty far. Like um, he, he. It depends what their their long term ambitions are with Gibson. If they want him to be like the next big heel after Scurley's done with his run, then they could put him over strong here. Mm. I don't see him winning a top guy. the tournament at all, but uh, I feel like he's another guy who could um, get put against Hero in maybe the quarterfinals and lose to him and not have it be like a massive loss as if he'd lost to like, TK Cooper or something. Like, it, it would be a respectable loss. I don't think loss. anyone's losing to <laughs> <laughs> Uh... TK Cooper, the next name on <laughs> on the sheet. Uh, TK Cooper won a Endeavor Battle Royal to get in here. Um, we were talking before we came on air about um, potentially that being Flash Morgan Webster's spot. Um, do you think uh, TK Cooper fits in along with the rest of them? I honestly haven't seen an awful lot of him against uh, male opponents. He's been doing... Um... Mm. Uh, the the whole thing with Dahlia Black. Yeah, m uh, most of his physical confrontation in progress so far has been um, punching women. So <laughs> this time he he takes on a guy. Um, in the Endeavor Battle Royal, he definitely came off as the biggest star in that match. Um, like his gimmick with Dahlia Black is really strong. Dahlia will be there for the match and like spicing it up a little bit. So even if he has a bit of a stinker, it, like, he still has the charisma to carry it through, and has the act with Dahlia to, um, keep it going. So, it, it's, a, it's a big spot for him, and we hope he can deliver, but, like, he is the best of those, like, lower-tier guys to take the spot. I, I see him getting crushed, though. Uh, <laughs> First-round crushing. I don't, I don't see the, uh, the sense in putting him over anyone. At this point, no, I, I, I see him. He's first round fodder, but I think he can still have a fun appearance. And of course, Dahlia will be there. So, <laughs> um, Big Daddy Volta is the next name. Uh, Volta lost in round one in last year's Super Strong Style to Rampage Brown. Um, do you see him getting put against another Atlas Hoss um, to potentially spice up that tournament a little bit? Um, well, with them running that uh, division as it is, they're already going to be mixing it up. Uh, they've started to do tag matches and stuff between them, so I'm not sure whether they'd want to continue to do that or whether they just want to keep them apart. Um, I think if if they have a match between like two two of the the hosses uh, and 
one of them loses, then you're looking at the tournament and it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work like that. But mm, mate. I, I'm aware that I've just talked absolute nonsense there and not given <laughs> any reasoning for why I think that. But yeah. It, uh, I don't really. I can't really predict what they're going to do with Volta other than he probably won't be in the semi finals or the finals. Um, but I, I like him. They've, they've used him pretty well so far. And he fits in progress better than WXW, ironically. Because, like, he can do more of the strong style stuff and not have to worry about, um, like, crowd brawling or, like, story development. He's purely there to forearm some people, slap some people, powerbomb some people, and get out of it. <laughs> yeah, he seems to enjoy himself when he's yeah. in the progress room. When he's destroying it. <laughs> um, number four. Do, do you see him uh, possibly getting Rampage again in the first round? I was thinking that, yeah, when I was saying, do you see him getting um, an Atlas? Because they've had two pretty good matches together. I could see him just being like a continuous series, just those two. Mm. Going Zane Owens on it and just I, I'd, going for <laughs> Because especially their second match when the the ring break match, that was a really strong match. Um so I would love to see a third match. I don't know if it I think they're fighting each other in the Atlas tournament, so like I say, it could be a, a preview of that match within this tournament. Just a thought. Um number fourteen is Damon Moser, who um no one um, from the British Roundtable team was particularly impressed by in his Natural Progression Series final. I, I'm confused as to why he's in the tournament and William Eva, who won, <laughs> is not. Well, William Eva has a title shot, so he, I guess the reasoning is he wouldn't enter a tournament where the why, prize why is not, a title shot. Why not get yourself another title <laughs> shot? Two title shots. Now, they, this was the, the Seth Rollins thing in WWE last year. He was like in a, a match for the WWE Championship when he already had the Money in the Bank contract. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about... Overla um, is it, uh, overlapping Ken Oka or uh, Daisuke Sasaki? Uh, oh, yeah, when he, he was collecting he was all collecting the armbands. Collecting title shots. Yeah. I, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Um, I can't remember who it was. It's one or the other. I think it was um, Daisuke Sasaki. But that's a tangent. <laughs> um, Moser. He is bland. I will go straight up and say that like he has nothing going for him he has nothing no character no particular thing i can sink his teeth in you can sink your teeth into um the, the only it's, thing it's a big opportunity for him like, uh, but so was the natural if he has a good series. match here then like he, he had that big spot with either yeah i thought it was a good match uh, I, once, I was once he settled down down into it it's like he looked really nervous to begin with but, you know, it, it actually came across quite well by the end of the match. He'd improved a lot. Okay. So, uh, I, I don't know, if he, if he has a good match here, it could be a, a springboard to, like, a better place for him to be in. I think once he's... I think he's... Because he's so young, he's so inexperienced, he is going to be nervous. Mm. But having a, uh, matches in front of big crowds, getting the uh, um, chemistry going with some of the, the better talents that, that are knocking around in progress... That can only be good for him in the long run. So if he has like a, a really strong first round match with like Haskins or, or Tommy End or someone, that's a, another step further into like progressing his career. Yeah, that's, no, that's a positive way of looking at it. I'll look at the negative way of looking at it and say say some names who aren't on the tournament uh, who potentially could be, and you can say whether you'd prefer them 
uh, over Damon Moser. So Eddie Dennis. Um, I like Eddie Dennis, but I don't. I think he'd just be another guy. Yeah. Uh, that would lose in the first round. Whereas for Moser, it's like he's not had this kind of opportunity before. This is really his his first shot. So it, at least he's got that going for him. I think if you put somebody in there like Eddie, I, I don't know really. I think you're really going to gain anything from that. Uh, body guy Roy Johnson. Uh, I think Roy's too green at the moment. Yeah. Um, I, Moser is further along as a, as a wrestler than he is. Uh, Paul Robinson. That's a very good point. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is—he's been a, a staple of progress for a while. He's got that such stronger character. Um, He—he's probably the biggest snub because Flash Morgan's obviously injured, Sabers injured, um, but but Robinson—he just had the chain match at Endeavor. Um, yeah, I kind of get the feeling that they're using him to um, get the younger guys over. I think that's probably what they'll—they'll they'll be kind of pushing him towards from now on so i don't know if it's it's kind of a bit of a d push for him yeah i, I don't know i would i'd just say i'd prefer him in this spot to moser just straight yeah up. i probably would he'd probably he'd have a better match i would have, I would have said mm. but i understand why they put moser in there he's their guy and they want to give him the experience so it's it's fair enough but uh i would have preferred robinson personally uh number 15 another left field entry is kenny williams from icw Making his yeah, when they debut. announced Kenny Williams, I was like, "Are they going to do like a a crossover angle <laughs> with the like a like a progress versus ICW thing?" Uh, they they have been they've done Joe Kofi in the Iron Man, so yeah, it's... yeah. So he's he's there. Damo's there. Yeah. Uh, somebody else was. I can't remember. Well, Noam Dar's been away for a while, but he was. Uh... Originally ICW. And the, the geezers, of course, have been in yeah, ICW. Yeah, been crossing over both ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I <laughs> could see it working. If they're going to shoot for a, like a big angle. Because uh, they've got this show uh, in Brixton in September that they need to sell tickets for. Mm. And up in Scotland, there's also <laughs> a really big show they need to sell tickets for. What better way of doing it than having that crossover? It's certainly something that's brewing a little bit. Um, I noticed on the commentary mentioned that Damo was the ICW champion in his Atlas match, so it's it's something to keep an eye on, definitely. Um, as for Kenny Williams himself, I think he's very talented, and he's one of like the young guys in ICW who get absolutely nothing to do. They get thrown in multi-mans at the start of the shows, even though they're probably better than uh, the guys like further up the card. Um, just from like a pure work rate perspective, uh, Williams yeah, has. He's, also... he's definitely very good. Um, he, he's a good addition to this uh, this lineup, um, yeah. mainly because he hasn't really wrestled a lot of these guys before. So yeah. whoever he's in there with, it should, it'll come across as quite fresh. Definitely, he's got the uh, strong Kushida gimmick as well. <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, lover Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, uh... Was it the Fear and Loathing show? He came out as uh, like Marty McFly from Back to the Future Three yeah. with the the cowboy gear on. <laughs> so yeah. uh, people who love Back to the Future, they're easy to like. <laughs> Kushida being a prime example. Mm. Um, we've been alluding to him all the way through. He's probably the biggest name in the tournament, and he's the last name announced. It's Chris Hero. Oh my god. <laughs> 
What an announcement that was. <laughs> <laughs> it was already announced for their Chapter 30 show, and then they just made it even sweeter by chucking him in here. And, well, we are blessed. <laughs> because we're going to get... He's definitely going to make the semi-finals, at least, if not the finals. Well, I, I think this tournament is going to be booked around Hero, um, and it's what he does in the tournament that will define it I think as a whole. It's, it was actually quite smart to announce his... Uh, booking for chapter 30 before this because it sort of puts in your mind that they're going to do something with him rather than, oh, he's, he's the import there to make homegrown guys look good. Now, all of a sudden, he's sort of uh, a progress guy because he's going to be at future shows. So he's a legitimate contender to win rather than a legitimate contender to be knocked off by someone who's going to win. Well, of all the guys that are legitimate contenders to, to win the tournament he's the one guy that hasn't wrestled uh skull recently so that would be different and new that would be fantastic and it would almost sort of full circle uh my rest my uh, british wrestling fandom because um i saw him and versus skull at a show in birmingham at Kam kamikaze um back in 2014 um when I was like just starting to go to uh, shows properly, um, and that was, that match was fantastic, and it was like in front of like a hundred people. <laughs> so oh. imagine in the atmosphere of progress, what that match would be. It would be, um, it would be something special, definitely. I think the crowd are really going to take to him. As well, oh yeah, he's, he's so good. <laughs> he, he's like tailor made to get over with the progress crowd. And of course, he's just tremendous, so he'll get over anywhere he goes. So, yeah. <laughs> we, we can't say enough good things, really. Um, but do you see him potentially winning it? Um, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, I, I don't know whether he will. Because um, in, in my head, I'm kind of looking at Haskins. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of torn between whether they do the whole fairy tale thing for Haskins and having him win. I guess we can move on to like saying our top three picks to win with yeah. regards to everyone. So Rob's picks he's put here are number one, Tommy End, number two, Chris Hero, and number three, Mark Haskins, presumably like in order of what he thinks is most likely. Um so he's going for Tommy. He's first. going for, he's going for Tommy. So okay. who are we going for? Arn? Uh I'm I'm going Haskins Hero and I, I really don't think they're going to push Tommy End in this because uh, oh. he's already had those two big matches with, with Skrull. I think there's something brewing with Whiplash and with ICW. There's something going on there. <laughs> um, I don't know what it's going to be, but that's where I feel they're going. It's like, I don't know whether they'll have some kind of screwy finish yeah. where Whiplash eliminates Tommy End and therefore leading to it like, like a war between those down the line. I, I really can't see them just having him beat Whiplash and that'll be the end of it. It just seems a bit Yeah, like it was such a it was a angle with such prominence that yeah, it would be weird really, it would be weird to really blow it off in one it. match. So Yeah, I see so I, I see your reasoning. And I also yeah. I, I would have Hero at number one, Haskins at number two, and then Gallagher at number three, even though he's a replacement, I feel like sometimes replacements can shake up the booking a little bit. Mm. But I'm most confident about Hero. I think Hero 
is winning this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm going Haskins and Rob's going end. Ah, so, so we've got that'll be three, three different, different picks. picks. That's what we like, a bit of controversy. Um, so yeah, there's seven countries represented. Um, so Rob says, <laughs> England, <laughs> uh, Scotland, Wales, America, Canada... And a couple of others, uh, Tommy, Netherlands Tommy's and um, Austria, TK of course. Cooper's from and New Zealand, Zealand. Isn't, isn't that eight? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of nationalities. Is basically what we're trying to get across. It's it's a very international field here. It's not just you know everyone's from South London or whatever. Um, four debuts. Uh, we've got Williams. We've got uh, Cross. We've got Callahan, and we've got Hero, of course, and. Perhaps most dramatically, nine new participants in the Super Strong Style. It's a very different field to what last year's was. And we guys like Cooper, Moser, Williams. Uh, this isn't like, um, <laughs> to use a phrase completely inappropriately, this isn't your dad's progress. Like, it isn't progress <laughs> from the Jimmy Havoc era. This is like a very different set of people. Obviously, there's a few guys this, like... This is what the... the company is about it's it's very forward thinking it doesn't stay still yeah um it's always looking to move on and you know bring new guys in and try new things and that's that's why it's so different from last year like it's it's their biggest more of it, it's the second biggest shows of the year and they haven't got osprey they haven't got skull you know that they're, they're, they're putting a lot of um time into those second level guys and making sure that they get a chance to shine as well and that is the way to create new stars when your old ones start to move away from you. Yeah, well, that's, that's inevitable, though. I mean, with the talent that we've got in the Brit Rest scene, these are guys that are not going to just stay here. They're, they will have opportunities elsewhere. It's just where they, they choose yeah. to go. Uh, Osprey going to New Japan, as we said last time, is kind of a good thing because he will still be available for, for UK bookings, just not all of them. Yeah. Did you um see the Will Ospreay mini documentary, like him just arriving in Japan and like talking about how much he loved to represent Britain around the world? I thought that was uh, like very interesting and like kind of emotional, like interview for him. Well, he, he's very proud of his uh, British roots. The um like when he's been uh, appearing in New Japan, he's got the the Union flag. Um, yeah. So he, he's very much representing the UK, whereas you, you see other guys going uh, into uh, New Japan, they're not exactly waving around the Star Spangled Banner or whatever, <laughs> it's, they're, they're just there to wrestle. I think Osprey's proud that he's the only guy Definitely. Uh, from the UK over there. Whether that will remain the case, I, I don't <laughs> know. Um, what are some matches that you want to see? in the Super Strong style this year. Uh, we've talked about, like, maybe Callahan and Dunn, or... Uh, but let's talk about maybe, like, semi-final matchups, like, the really big matchups um, that they can get in. I would love to see uh, Hero versus End. Um, whether we'll get to see that uh, based on where they're going storyline-wise, I, I don't know. Uh, but that would be a terrific semi-final, I think. Um Haskins against anyone, really. Yeah, Haskins uh, hero would be the hell of a final match. Yeah. Also, uh, Dunn hero. That <laughs> that'd be a hell of a test for Dunn, but I think he would rise to the occasion definitely. Pretty much anyone versus hero. 
TK Cooper versus Hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be fun. I, I would Hero watch would crush him. Yeah, Dahlia Black in, would be in, in tears. <laughs> it'd, be, it, it'd be a bloodbath. Uh, like we said, Cross Andrews is like a flippy-do match. Yeah, you got Rampage and Big Daddy Volta. Yeah, uh, uh, Rampage and Mastiff would be would be fine. Gallagher versus Hero would be a very interesting one as well. I feel they would match up really well. Also, Haskins Gallagher. A lot of people really really liked that match from round one last year. I was very met on it, but now now that both names are such bigger commodities than they were last year when they were both just kind of floating around. Now Haskins is obviously one of uh, the biggest stars in the UK. Gallagher's really moving on up. That match now would have a lot of juice to it. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah, Kenny Williams as well. It'd be interesting to see who he goes, mm. goes against throughout the tournament um, and how far he goes. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm sure there's something cooking with this, this progress ICW thing. There's something going on. I just don't know what it is yet. So it'd be interesting to see where they go with that booking as well, like as a, a, a theme. And if it, anything does exist there, whether it's just my imagination. <laughs> Obviously, there's um, non-tournament matches over the weekend as well. They've got uh, two shows to fill. Um, the night one main event um, will be for the Tag Team Championship Shields. Uh, the origin team of Nathan Cruz and El Ligero versus the London Riots, Rob Lynch and James Davis. Uh, the Riots get the main event of night one for the second year in a row. Last year they beat Jimmy Havoc and Paul Robinson in like a revenge match and they returned to the promotion. Uh, a year later, I think they're going to be winning um, the tag championships. I, I think so. I think the uh, the Origin have had that, that run and there's really not a lot else you can do with them unless you, you put together like a super team to mm. to go up against them. Because the Riots have never won the belts before. Uh, Shields. <laughs> Shields, even. Yeah, it'd be a good um, send-off for Night 1, just like it was last year. Like, that was a really satisfying match, really, like, a good um, progress car crash match, as I like to call them. Um, I see that definitely happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the Riots are winning the, the titles. Not a... and I, I've kind of thought origin were going to lose before and they didn't yeah. uh, but this really does feel like they've they've built towards this point mm-hmm. and i don't really think there's a logical way of doing it other than changing the belt uh shields not announced yet but likely to happen on night two is um the the payoff to a really strong feud that was built um Ginny versus uh laura di matteo the former Elizabeth, personal assistant of Ginny, um, essentially uh, broke her chains and became Laura DiMatteo at Endeavour 16. It's a, it's a really good angle. The the heat it's got is, is fantastic. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't think they were going to pay it off quite this quickly, but uh, interesting to see like uh, what happens in that match. Yeah, because last year at the Super Strong Style Night 2, that was the first women's match they had in the promotion. I feel like uh, mirroring the Night 1 with the Tag Shields and um, the Riots potentially winning for like a big payoff, this would kind of mirror that as well. It'd show how far they've come with the division that they've built this uh, story over that whole year. 
because of course Elizabeth was ringside for that match and got involved, and now they've built it to the point where she's rising up under a new name against Ginny. She's got ridiculous heat. Oh yeah, like <laughs> when she went to uh, OTT, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Uh, like she's just the devil there. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you can't beat like really good heat. There's, there's nothing better than than hating someone in wrestling. <laughs> nothing better. It's as much as I love seeing uh, wrestlers that I like win. There's nothing more satisfying than seeing wrestlers that I hate lose. <laughs> I think you're going to be satisfied then. <laughs> yeah. On a night two I think it's, I, don't, style. I don't hate Ginny. I I like that she's that good of a heel. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I haven't hated somebody in wrestling for for a long time. Not even Alex Riley. <laughs> I just don't care about Alex <laughs> Riley. I mean, I hate him, but it's just. It's not like he's being pushed or anything. He's just he's just a twat. I I enjoyed um someone tweeting progress saying, "Is Alex Riley going to be in the Strong Style 16?" <laughs> well, after he got her released, and the no. one word reply, <laughs> no. <laughs> Good. Not even like, oh, watch for space. Just no. If, if a company wanted me to 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 genuinely get into their promotion, if they booked Alex Riley <laughs> as like a top heel. I, I would throw things at the TV. I'd be mad as hell. And, and that's something that I, I feel like that is the biggest thing that's missing from, from wrestling at the moment is there's no heel anywhere in the business that I absolutely despise. And that is it's probably the, the, um, like the past four or five years. There's, ne- there's not been anyone that I've, I've really ha- like genuinely hated. I've not had any genuine reason to hate them. I suppose that's a bit of a problem with... Um the internet age and, like, having the social media. Like, even, like, Jim- Jimmy Havoc, he's despicable in progress, but, like, you see him, like, just hanging out in a nightclub with... seems like a nice guy. <laughs> Pastor William Eva or whatever. And, like, you see... Yeah. <laughs> he- he's he's clearly loved by um, the other wrestlers. And it's just, like... Well, obviously, he's really good at what he does in the ring and at, uh, on the mic, but, like, you can't completely buy into it because you know that, in the end, it is just an act. Whereas, yeah, you know... There's nobody that I have that, that contempt for. That, <laughs> I just... I don't know if it's just because I, I respect the uh, all the workers for mm, doing what they do, but definitely. it's just... I, I think Gibson has potential for, yeah. <laughs> like, for me to genuinely... Because I already dislike him. Well, he's got the, the best the best hateable gimmick for you um, with the Liverpool fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that works really well in progress. It being a L- London and Manchester-based promotion, yeah. So it's it's an issue, but like because the wrestling at the moment is so entertaining, I I don't think it's yeah. a big issue. It's just, I mean, even like uh, WXW, they've got Ewan Simmons, who is a traditional heel, and I probably should hate him a lot, but it's, uh, he looks like Chewbacca. I can't get upset. <laughs> so we say that Ginny is getting like major heat in uh, OTT over the top, and. We can move on to previewing even better than better than our best right now. Um, and uh, first of all, we need to publicly apologise to Rob because we mocked him for um, uh, like an acronym that was wrong and it was actually right. Yeah, we, I, we thought it was like better than better than our best or better than our best, but it's even better than better than our best, and we do apologise for the misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, even even better than better than our best, it's a hell of a title, and it was supposed to be over the top guys versus the Euro Trash trio in like the top three 
singles matches on the show. Obviously, Z- Sabre Jr. has been pulled from the event. In his place, they've got only got Joe Kofi. So, Pete Dunne versus Joe Kofi is... Um, it should be really good. That's a hell of a matchup. Like we say, what Dunne is trying to do right now with his bruiserweight stuff fits in with a lot of other people's um, gimmicks and styles, like Sammy Callahan, you know, Mark Haskins. You just feel like he fits in perfectly with those characters and those styles. Just like Jack Gallagher. Like, he had such great chemistry with Gallagher yeah. in the, the Cruiserweight Classic. The, the trouble that he's got here is that uh, Pete Dunn is normally a bully. Um, that's how he gets his, his stuff done. He's mm. a, a big, strong Cruiserweight. He's bordering, like, going over the weight limit. Um, whereas Joe Kofi, you're not you're not going to bully him around. He's, he's just a... He's one of the big yeah, ones. Coffee's uh, the yeah. <laughs> he's in the Atlas tournament, and Pete Dunne is in the cruiserweight tournament. So that tells mm. you all you need to know about um, the size difference. That that puts Dunne in unique territory because OTT is where he is thriving best. This is where he's really gotten the heel characters, characteristics, and like timing down on his work. And I like it's been so good to have this run in OTT for him. Like he's he's just gained that extra edge. Um, it, it it'll put him in new territory, being in his house versus a bigger guy, a bigger bully than he is. That that will create a very interesting dynamic. I I, I get the feeling like he could still uh, wrestle like he's trying to bully uh, Joe, but it's not going to work. So that should create an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Smile versus Marty Skrull in the semi-main event. Well, Ryan Smile is like he's a bit like Will Ospreay. Do <laughs> you describe him to somebody for the first time? That's that's kind of what he's like. So the matches that Ospreay and Skrull have had have been phenomenal. So this mm. by all rights should be good too. He, he's he's basically Osprey reborn while Osprey's in Japan. Um, Smile is another guy who's really doing well in OTT. He hasn't got an opportunity anywhere else for yeah. Some b- I, bizarre reason, but OTT is giving him the ball. I kind of get the feeling that companies are waiting till uh, that spot's available and then he'll yeah. be in it. I think that you can't just throw someone in there like as soon as Will's at the door. <laughs> you kind of need to. You need the the vacuum to to be there um, before you put somebody else in that spot. But I think he's the guy that could slot into uh, to Will's. Like UK booking. Yeah. Smile is another guy um, from like the Birmingham circuit, and like he can do all the things that Osprey does, like fly over um, the corner turnbuckle to the outside uh, and just like land on his feet and just be like, yep, yeah, I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's so smooth in the ring. He, he doesn't, uh, he's not like scrappy. He's just, he comes across like a star in that small arena. I'd love to see him, what he could do, like in the big time because he's definitely one to watch he's he's outgrown that scene he should be in progress or rev pro like now he's more than capable but ott have given him the ball and he has run with it and that's why even though he's not irish he's considered part of like the ott team which is really cool um someone who is irish luther ward versus tommy end um, in the main event for the No Limits title, um, which Ward beat Dunn for. The crowd's always good there. There's, the Irish crowds are, are very strong, and I I think they'll have a good time watching this show. Mm. Uh, 
as you can probably tell, our knowledge of OTT isn't the best, but luckily someone who may well be the most knowledgeable fan of OTT has joined Voices of Wrestling to review it going forward. Sarah Keneally, at Scanly, um, is going to be reviewing the show, and that's a very exciting addition, because you need someone with the knowledge to review something that is, to be fair, fairly niche. <laughs> uh, that Twitter handle, is that Scanly or scan e Lee? Oh, I, I've always read it as Scanly, but yeah, it is Scan, capital E, Lee. scan Lee. scan Lee. <laughs> or scan Ellie. Scan, yeah. Scanelli, because Canelli. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Sarah's uh, Twitter handle. You can follow her yes. on there. Uh, we can move on now to uh, some other smaller topics to end the show. Um, Rev Pro TV season two is like fully underway now, and one of their featured matches on their most recent show. Um, which is now behind a paywall, so you have to get the subscription. But every every time they're released for like the two days afterwards, you can watch them for free. So you have to get them quickly if you're not subscribed to RevPro on demand. But this was a fantastic match between Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. Um, you can read Rob's review of it on the site. Um, he's reviewing like the episodes as they come up, um, and th- like this was just kind of out of the blue, tremendous. Like, I'm not sure if it was as good as the Evolve match, but um, it had a very unique feeling because Sabre Jr. dominated the early going. Like, Osprey got nothing in. He, they didn't go, like, back and forth grappling. Sabre Jr. just, like, got him on the ground and was just all over him until Osprey managed to, like, escape. But the damage had already been done. Um, and no matter what he tried... Emo hit the big moves on Saber. He was already too damaged to take advantage, and Saber Junior just like dismantled him, hit the young boy killer on him, and um, this wasn't a title match, so he didn't defend the title. But um, he's pushed Osprey back to the cruiserweight division in Rev Pro, essentially. So they're building up Saber Junior really, really strong, and you can tell it in the commentary just how like dominant they want him to appear. They gave him the, the AJ Styles win, and they're like. No, he's the only man who ever beat AJ Styles in Rev Pro, and it it when he gets taken down at some point, like whoever does that is, have taken a big scalp in like the Rev Pro lore. So this was a very interesting match, both in isolation and going forward for like the continuing Rev Pro booking. Um, I can tell it was a good match because uh, Rob went four and a quarter stars. Yeah, that's huge for Rob. That's like <laughs> that's, that's like six stars <laughs> on a normal rating scale. So uh, I'm gonna check that one out. I admittedly have to get the Rev Pro um, subscription now to see that match, but uh, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Definitely be, uh, dipping more into that uh, Rev Pro subscription um, in time. Um. So that was what I've been watching, um, and Arn's been watching WXW. Um. Yeah, um, I reviewed the first night for Voices of Wrestling, um, which I was going to open while um, while you were talking about that other <laughs> uh, show and didn't because I was trying to find out what Rob scored that uh, that Osprey save match. I'm just clicking on it now. For it, I I don't think I've ever seen Rob score that highly for almost anything apart from Sidal 
versus yeah. Osprey, which was like I, a... I really don't remember what his star rating was for that one. I think it was four and a half, but like that and BB Hulk Uha Nation for some reason. <laughs> They're like the only ones he's ever like truly loved in that way. Uh, Rob's very, very stingy. Mm. Whereas I'm just like throwing out four stars left, right, and center. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to quickly run through this uh, uh, WXW show. You can read the review on the site. But, um, the Sumerian Death Squad won the tag titles. Uh, that was pretty good. That was okay. Uh, Sanjay Dutt against Blackfire. <laughs> that was uh, Fire Pro kind of button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for the Global Force Next Gen title. Uh, um, yeah, that prestigious belt. <laughs> uh, Sanjay's carrying it well, though, to fair play to him. Mm. Um, he had a, a pretty good match here with Blackfire. Representing Blackfire the Next Gen. GTU. <laughs> Sanjay Dutt. <laughs> yeah, who's like 30 something. Yeah. Uh, Cyber Junior had like a, like a revenge match thing against uh, Bobby Guns, where he just tore him to pieces. It was beautiful. Uh, that was a young boy killer win. Uh, nice, uh, nice attempt by uh, Bobby Guns to kind of hang with Saber, but he's not really in his league at all. And yeah, that was that was fun. Um, Axel Dieter Junior beat Sasha Keel uh, by headbutting him. <laughs> he just <laughs> knocked him clean out with a headbutt. Um, I think they're trying to get Axel over as a, a guy who's just like determined to to win no matter the cost and putting his own body on the line. Um, so that that was a good way to debut that as a as a finish, just absolutely knocking uh, Sasha cold <laughs> in front of the uh, Axel's hometown crowd in Hamburg. Uh, after that match was the one that we're really here for. That was Skull and Osprey. This was like number four this year. Uh, they've they had a, a match of the year contender in Rev Pro. They had another great match in Progress just like a week afterwards, mm-hmm. and then they had another match over in Dallas at WrestleCon. Um, the crowd knew they were in for something good here. <laughs> they, they were chanting, this is awesome, before they even looked up. <laughs> it's amazing what they managed to build with that matchup. Like, that is the matchup right now yeah. in the world. Uh, like, that's the, what everyone wants to book. The great thing about this match is they changed it. it they're not just having the same <laughs> match over and over again. They've, they've had four matches, and apart from the one in WrestleCon, which was very much like a, uh, a greatest hits uh, matchup. It was like an exhibition. Um, the other three have all been completely different yeah, the, matches. Yeah, the progress one with like the table spot, which like might be my UK indie spot of the year. Just like Osprey, like emerging from the tunnel, trying to do like a flippy do, and then Skull just catching him <laughs> and chucking him through the table in like one move. That was tremendous. Yeah, so this match had an awful lot of stuff where they've started doing like familiarity counters, so it's stuff that's worked before. <laughs> I love it. Now I love it. it... <laughs> I, mean, I need to see this match. I, I've, I've been do. a bad fan, but I haven't really seen good. it yet. Oh. The only criticism is the finish is one that they've already done because it was Osprey going after that like fade cutter where he kind of bounces yeah. backwards off the top rope and then he just gets caught in the chicken wing. Yeah. Which, I believe that was a Rev Pro finish, I believe. Uh, it might even have been the WrestleCon finish oh. as well. Um, <laughs> I think it was. So, yeah, that's that's a little disappointing that it's that it's they'd done that again. But everything else about the match was great. I went four and a half on this, which by Rob standards is like a three and three quarters, I think, somewhere around there. But yeah, it's it was a really good match. Uh, it was better than I expected, which is 
I mean, I know they've had great matches every every time out this year, but after seeing the WrestleCon one, I thought maybe they'd just kind of go out there and do a, a best of again. But they didn't. They had a really good match. Outstanding stuff from those guys again. Um, after that match, I had uh, Big Daddy Volta and Gangrel. Yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> I, I'm kind of gutted that Revision got in the way of me going to Kamikaze to see Gangrel of Gangrel. all people. I, That's he's ha- in his late 40s now, um, and I was expecting absolutely nothing from him, but he worked his ass off in this match. That's good. That's what he, Effort is maybe more important than actual ability in some cases. Uh, there was only like one part where it just kind of fell apart and <laughs> they, need, they needed a bit of a rest. <laughs> There's just like a chin lock, <laughs> just bang in the middle of the match, chin lock, and it's only eight minutes long, but he was gassed. Uh, but he he tried really really hard in this match, and that goes a long way with me. So uh, yeah, Gangrel doing the business in uh, 2016. How about that? Uh, another couple of matches on the show. Uh, Damak, which I hate his name, I hate it. Uh, but I did a, a Twitter poll. Um, saying, like, which is the worst name? Is it Damak or is it uh, The Rotation? <laughs> and 100% of people went with The Rotation. Yeah, so, The uh, Rotation is the worst. It is the worst name. Um, yeah, Damak, uh, pretty good match. Like, uh, not, not a disaster or anything, but not very long. And that was it. Um, yeah. But what of Yearn Simmons? Massive Yearn. Um... Well, he was tagging with Emil Satoshi against uh, Jeff Jarrett and John Klinger in the main event. And it was really stally, uh, <laughs> like slow paced yeah. stuff. And I kind of get that uh, some people really enjoy it because nobody seems to do that, that old school Memphis stall for 10 minutes before the match starts routine anymore. So they, they think that this is like refreshing and new and it gets, gets a lot of heat. But it is boring as hell. <laughs> I've seen far too many matches, like from uh, a time in Memphis where this was like the in vogue thing to do, and uh, Jerry Lawler would do like ten minutes of nothing before every match. But I, I really, I'm glad that that is gone. I, I was hoping it would never come back, and here we are in uh, 2016. Well, just the some... the night two main event of Jarrett Simmons. That's like Rest Hold City, presumably. It was god awful. Um, <laughs> night two, um, night two was kind of shaping up to be even better than than the first night at times because the matches were uh, so over uh, like doing better than they should have done. Uh, they opened up with uh, Sumerian Death Squad versus Hot and Spicy, uh, Axel Deezer and, and Damak. Um, I kind of didn't realise how much I missed the Sumerian Death Squad until I saw them again in in WXW. They they had a really fun uh, matchup, um, so that was strong. Uh, Emil Satoshi pretty much killed the rotation again, <laughs> which uh, I, get a real name. <laughs> it's, the, it's the worst name in all of wrestling. It's absolutely god awful. I don't know why he's he's still walking around with it. Uh, like there's nobody gone up to him and gone why have you given yourself like the worst possible name <laughs> what is it even the rotation even just, that mean rota- just, just rotation <laughs> is better I mean like ricochet doesn't mean anything but 
it sort of gets the point across. It's ro- saying rotation is like a bit of a shit ricochet, but the rotation, like a, a, si- a singular rotation. <laughs> it's like Mr. <laughs> <Yeah>. Moonsault. <laughs> Mr. Moonsault. Mr. Rotation. <laughs> but he's, the thing is, like, he's got a really bad look as well. Um, uh, yeah, but. It's just, he's got that. Mm. Uh, the kind of haircut. Get a haircut. If, <laughs> it's like if if you're in school and you're like like 15 years old and your mom. I think he is like 15, grow isn't your he? Hair out for the first time. That's the how terrible your haircut looks. That's the haircut he's got. It's just a phase, mum. Yeah, and his gear is terrible. He's just got the worst ring gear. It it kind of reminds me of. Uh, Bob Holly's gear in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, where he's trying to look like a sex symbol, but he's Bob Holly. Uh, he's like that, only like he's a complete streak of piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> uh, this sounds like a complete burial, and it it kind of is. But see, at least at least he he isn't gonna like come and knock down your door and like. No, beat you up he's like Thatcher is with me. He's, yeah. he, you could probably take him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a foot taller than him. Um, anyway, so uh, for all this abuse that I've given him, he's got a terrible name, he's got a terrible look, he's got terrible gear, but he's actually a really good wrestler. Yeah. And this is this is the bizarre part. Is like he's he's got the like flippy lucha stuff down. He's really really skilled. Um, but I I would not book him because he's got a stupid name mm. i couldn't put the, like if i was a promoter and i was looking at putting together a, a cruiserweight tournament he's got the skills to be in that tournament but it's like i look at him and i go i know he just needs like a montage where he gets a make like a makeover it's a makeover <laughs> just, i don't know what his real name is it's uh i think it's axel something but it's just whatever his real name is just use that instead yeah, you can't really be axel. You can't... <laughs> Ax- axel there's rotation. Too, too, there's too many axles already. Uh, yeah, he just needs a, a name and like a better look. But his actual his actual work is really good. So this is something that that concerns me. Mm. To make a Simpsons quote because it's the end of the podcast and I can. Uh, this is the No Axles Club. We're allowed one. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, sorry, but I've just kind of gone off on a tangent and buried uh, <laughs> the rotation for like five minutes there. Oh dear. <laughs> um, there was more stuff on this show. Yeah, uh, other than just three hours of a rotation. Uh, Big Daddy Volta uh, beating the hell out of Mike Schwartz in a... Uh, no, this looked like a pretty good match, match from the gifts that I saw of it. <laughs> it was pretty brutal. It was two uh, two big guys uh, smashing into each other. It wasn't as good as like the Joe Coffey-Rampage-Brown match uh, in progress. Which was excellent. But that's the kind of style that they were doing. Only like with no DQs, false count anywhere, and the, I love the finish. Uh, basically, Mike uh, Schwartz has set up all these chairs, and it's like the finish is going to be at the spot mm. onto all these chairs that he set up, and he goes and gets a kendo stick. Big Daddy Volta lays him out, breaks the kendo stick, kicks all the chairs out of the ring, and then chokes him out. Tremendous. <laughs> Big Daddy Volta <laughs> takes no shit. Big Daddy Volta does not need the gimmicks. <laughs> He's just gonna kill you. Loved it. Um, after that match, there was a bit of a rehab uh, deal with Cerberus getting a win after losing their tag belts. Uh, they went over Blackfire and Gangrel. Then after the match, um, they debuted uh, Mikey Whiplash 
and ah. had had like uh, Legion come out and beat Cerberus up. Because uh, it, um, um, Robert Dreisk is injured, uh, but yeah. there are three Cerberuses, so... There's, well, they've got, they've gained uh, Dirty Dragon. Oh, okay. Uh, who is Croatian, I think. Is, um, oh, no, he's Dutch, sorry. Um, so he's come in as like a, a, thir- a new third man, so they can do a six-man tag. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long Dreisk is out for. Um, I think he, his... He like broke his leg or something, so I think a oh, while. Okay. Yeah, Dreisker's out injured, so they they've set up this new uh, guy and they've brought because they've got like three guys. Um, Tamarian Deskwad have brought in their third guy, and now it's Legion against Cerberus, and that'll be probably on the next show. It's good stuff. Yeah, it looked it looked like it was fun. The trouble is, um, you've then you've now had Cerberus lose the tag belts. And then get beaten up <laughs> on the next night as well. So it's kind of left them looking a bit weak. Mm. But, um, and they probably won't win the payoff match either because <laughs> they're heels. So we shall see. Um, after that, this uh, uh, match that went on third from top was Sanjay Dutt against Bad Bones, John Klinger. Uh, I had zero expectations for this, but it's a really good match. Like a, like a genuinely, surprisingly good match. Um, the the spots that Sanjay was coming up with, it kind of reminded me of why he was such a good uh, talent, why he was uh, pushed so hard um, in like TNA and places like that. Uh, when he kind of broke in, um, he was kind of sliding under the entrance ramp and then jumping on top of it and flipping off. And the the, the flying that he did in this match was great. And you got Bad Bones' response is like, uh, you know, doing backbreakers over the top turnbuckle and and buckle bombs and stuff. Just really like uh, both guys took excessive bumps, like you know, bumps on the neck and stuff. Uh, it it was it was a, a level of effort I really wasn't expecting, and they had a really good match. Then right after that one, we had uh, Saber Junior and Marty Skrull. Um, this is the match that Rob didn't like. And I can guess why, because it sounds like it was very similar to their Super Strong Style match from last year, which was very, like, playful and, like, a lot of, yeah. uh, like, you know, the transition comedy. Like, uh, yeah. You, know, you, you I, have I me in a full guard. I why he didn't like it, because that is what it was like. But um, it was, I, I honestly, I loved this match, because it had a load of, the, I mean, like, I like comedy a lot more than Rob anyway. Uh, and a lot of the comedy stuff they were doing at the start was based on mutual respect and trying to outdo each other. But it's the the way they kind of put in these like uh, old timey world of sport spots, mm. and then kind of went like the match was kind of like a hybrid between that and like modern submissions just f- coming in from nowhere. And the transitions in it are just beautiful. It's just such a good match. Um, it's not. As- Good probably is the uh, Skrull and uh, Osprey match from, from the first night. But I went four and a quarter on it. Ah. Um, I, I'm guessing the two reasons why Rob didn't enjoy it as much as me is because he didn't watch World of Sport. So he's not getting those those like old-timey references that they're throwing in in an attempt to kind of outdo each other. And he doesn't like comedy. And the first like third of it is, is kind of comedy stuff. But then it kind of gets more serious towards the end. Yeah, so, uh, I I do share his frustration a little bit 
just waiting for like a serious um skill saber junior match uh luckily rev pro are presumably building to one so i think that is when we're gonna see exactly what they can do going 100 percent all out serious blood feud stuff because so far it has just been like playful yeah but it's still a really good match yeah so when they come and have this 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 totally serious match all the way through i think it's going to be up there for match of the year Mm. this year uh, if they do it this year, they might even hold off on it for, <laughs> for a full year just to kind of uh, build, um, which I really appreciate a slow build. And Rev Pro is doing that with uh, with Saber and Skull. Uh, but this match is really good. Um, so, like, if you like like comedy and world of sport, then I think this is a match for you. Um, what is a match for nobody is the main event, uh, which is Jan Simmons and Jeff Jarrett. Um, this was like an anachronistic, oh, fucking easy for me to say, (laughs) (laughs) an anachronistic misfire, (laughs) because it was just this, um, it, the match should have taken place in Memphis in 1982. That's the time and place for it. Um, doing this match where it's just stalling and stalling and, and nothing um in 2016 is just ridiculous thing is i i know of uh wxw fans who really enjoyed it said it was fun live um which it probably was because you could stand there and shout abuse he wasn't wasn't doing anything but uh, yeah on video it's just well you said you wanted a hateable heel um here's a guy he's not though he really isn't it's like i'm not i'm not hating him because he's because he's stalling forever i'm looking at the time and thinking (laughs) Come on, mate. Yeah. Let's let's do something. Um, was Jeff Jarrett in his Bullet Club pants? <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, of course. Both nights. Oh. Well, the thing is, if you've got if you've got the gear made, you might as well use it. <laughs> it probably cost a couple <sighs> of quid. He's the worst because at least Chase Owens is like still getting booked and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> Jarrett is long gone in New Japan canon. He popped up literally twice, and now he's riding that gimmick to the grave and. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jarrett's time has has passed. Um, he's he did, really doesn't need to wrestle anymore. So I I can only assume that he just loves it Hol- that much. Holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this was just so long. Yeah, I don't even I don't know how long it was, but uh, just <laughs> long. Um, Jan Simmons' beard grew visibly longer. <laughs> Rob uh, Rob gave it a dud. Um, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I went slightly higher than that because um, uh, Yearn's manager, uh, well, manager, like cohort or whatever he's supposed to be, Marius van Beethoven. Uh, it's a great name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but the rotation should just go go up to Marius and go, just give me a name, and he'll come up with something insane. Um, yeah, just he was doing more work than the guys in the ring, so he was doing the Fargo strut around the outside, yeah. and you know taking the guitar and stuff um for his level of work rate i kind of bumped it up to a star <laughs> but yeah it was uh, just oh yeah yeah don't watch it basically um <laughs> coming up for wxw they have a shortcut to the top um which was supposed to be headlined by Jern simmons versus zack saber jr for the title uh but that's off now because saber jr uh is injured um 
I'm not sure if like they've announced a replacement yet, um, but presumably they're going to do Simmons versus Sabre Jr. down the line eventually. Do you think uh, Jern can like have a really good match in that spot with Sabre Jr.? No. <laughs> not even against Sabre Jr.? No, because um, the thing is, I've, I said on a, another um, uh, one of our previous podcasts that I thought uh, like Sabre could have this match with anyone. Like he has this this match that he can do with absolutely anyone because it doesn't require the opponent to do anything. Um, but the one thing it requires the opponent to do is be in the ring. And <laughs> Ewan Simmons' entire uh, match approach is to stall. Yeah. Stall and distract. And I just, it's just not going to be very good. He's such a big guy, though. I don't, un- like, it doesn't seem to fit. It sort of fit with Carson Beck because he was sort of supposed to be like athletically inferior but superior in like intellect and like had his cronies do his work. With Simmons though, he's like a monster. He should like he shouldn't be afraid to fight. The gimmick doesn't quite work when translated to him. For the Morven Wrestling Tour finale, um, which is short to the shortcut to the top, as we mentioned, um, which is on the fourth of June. Uh, like we say, um, Zack Sabre Jr. out of his match with Jörn Simmons. Uh, but there's still three other matches that are announced, including the main event, which is their essentially Royal Rumble-style match, the shortcut to the top, 30-man battle royal. Um, they have a bunch of names announced for that. It's the people you would expect, including Maris Van Beethoven, as we've mentioned, and also Marty Skrull, Axel Tito Jr., Big Daddy Volta, Absolute Andy, some other guys in there as well, some smaller names. Um, no idea who's really going to win that I can't really preview that <laughs> but uh, Skrull in there with some of the um, WXW native guys is pretty interesting also on the card is the um, world tag team title uh, def- there. <laughs> the tag team titles defended in a six man match the Legion versus Cerberus as we had mentioned before um, it's interesting that they're defending the two-man titles in a six-man match. Pyrrhus, heads exploding. But yeah, mm. Dante Whiplash Nand versus Dragon, Dragonov and Nero. So they, they're doing that match. Yeah, they, well, they, they built up to it yeah. for, for quite a while. Um, I, I still love that um, uh, 16 carat when Tommy ended the uh, I haven't really got a knee injury yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. And then he just destroyed everyone. Marvellous. It was like the um, it was in Princess Bride, the uh, where they're having the sword fight and uh, like Car- Carriolis against um, uh, like Inigo Montoya. I've forgotten the guy whose name he played him, but uh, they're having a sword fight and the one goes like, uh, "There's something I'm not telling you. I'm not left-handed." And then he switches to a right hand and like he's winning and. And then it, uh, Carrie Elvis comes up and goes, uh, well, I'm not left-handed either. And he switches to the right hand. Like, <laughs> uh, it was that kind of like uh, re- reveal when he's uh, like, uh, my, my knee isn't really hurt. And they just kind of need Adam Pollock in the face. Tommy End is the Princess Bride <laughs> on June the 4th. So, yeah, that's pretty much everything. My, no- my name is Tommy now. End. You <laughs> <laughs> killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> That's basically what he said to Whiplash in uh, Progress. Sort what, you of. killed my father? <laughs> oh, it, it, you, you cost me my title shot. <laughs> Prepare, Prepare to die. To die. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so with that, we should uh, probably get out of here. Um, yeah, plugs. well, you're not going to get better than Aniga yeah. Montoya. Plugs, plugs, plugs. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, if you go over to whatculture.com um, and go into their shop, there is a uh, wrestling magazine, like issue one. Uh, I wrote the cover story for it, um, which is like the Daniel Bryan uh, career profile thing and i've also written uh, like other bits and pieces inside including like a, a bullet club piece um so this is like the first of many presumably because it's sold really well but get over there and get yourself a copy it's 10 quid which seems a bit steep but it's like a really thick it's almost <laughs> like a, a book um thickness uh shane douglas wrote something for it um the Christ, my brain is not working at all today. <laughs> Forgive me. Rob's going to be uh, heavy with the editing. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, keep him busy. Yeah, it's got the um, uh, the top 100 WWE matches of all time ranked and discussed. Uh, there's columns in there from uh, Shane Douglas, from R.D. Reynolds, who does uh, wrestle crap. Um, Tom Pritchard's also written something for it. He's like trained guys in WWE. Um, oh, there's, there's all kinds of features and stuff. It's it's good stuff. Um, so go and buy it. Awesome. Boom. Um, for myself, um, say hi to me at Super Strong Style 16. I'll be around. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm the short guy who looks about 15. Um, <laughs> um, and also I'll be reviewing that for Voices of Wrestling. And also alongside reviews, I'll be writing like um more like an atmosphere piece, a lifestyle piece about like the weekend, about um progress, like the aesthetic that they have like in Camden and like the atmosphere of like being in the queue, being in the electric ballroom. Like that's what I've got planned. Um also continuing to write the European uh newsletter segment of um the FLW weekly newsletter. So check that out. And yeah, Twitter, another Ollie. Okay, um, so that was it for uh, uh, Brit Rush Roundtable number 16. <laughs> I'm convinced it's 16. <laughs> okay, well, uh, we'll see you next time. Yep, see ya. Bye. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.